I'd like to learn over something that we spoke about on Shabbos. And uh, so significant. And it is a very subtle point, very, very subtle point that has to be understood. And the Medrash in itself, uh, so vital and so relevant, the Medrash as it stands, just the simple words itself, is something that we should always keep in our minds and our hearts. But anyway, to try and understand a little bit what the Madrash is talking about, it's, uh, you'll hear, it's uh, very refreshing. The Madrash says, Rabbi Yoisi, it's in the Madrash Rabbah and Parsha Sema, Simon Beis. Rabbi Yoisi Mimalchia, Rabbi Yossi from the city of Malchia and Rabbi Yeshua the Sakinen and Rabbi Yeshua from the city of Sakinen said over B'Shem Rav Levi they repeated something a medrash that they heard from Rabbi Levi made a comment and an observation Rabbi Levi made an observation a very significant observation Motzinu, we find, we find that Tinoikas, the little children that went to school, we made David in the days of David the Melech, when David the Melech was king. The school, the quality of the of the of the chadorim of the Talmuderes, where the little boys learned in the times of David and Melech, was so exceptional. That the little children in Cheda, after learning, could argue and and say and reason and reason, which is already a, an intellectual achievement. The matter says they could give forty-nine reasons for why something was considered to be tame unclean, and they could also give forty-nine reasons as to why something was considered tohar, pure, clean. The number 49, it's, not, it's irrelevant right now, the significance of that number, whether it's exact or it's hyperbole, whether it's trying to say the extent and the acuteness of their talents is irrelevant. But what we see here clearly is that in the times of Governor Melech, the Chinuch was a smashing success. Having such a generation of children going, growing up, have the David Matzla So David Amelech, David Amelech, Matzla Aleihim, he would, he was mispalo for them, he prayed for them. And we see in the Pasik in, in Tehillim and Kapitel Yud Beis, in Perik Yud Beis, he said the Pasik, Ato Hashem Tishmarein. He says, Rabbi Shalom, we have in front of us a generation of such exceptional children. 
and they're so successful in their studies and by all indications and prognosis they should grow up to be big, big Jews and we should have a, a generation of big people, big Tamil Chacham and big Tzadikim. So David HaMelech said until him, Ata Hashem Tishmerim, Rebbein guard them, keep them, see that nothing happens to them. And, and, and the Madrash explains what does it mean, keep them? How shall he keep them? How shall he guard them? Ata Hashem Netar Oyreis Hoin Keep the Torah in their hearts. The Madrash explains the Pasuk and Tilim, Ato Hashem Tishmanim, you should guard them. What should you guard them from? Not from colds, that goes without saying. But guard the Torah that they're learning, that it should remain in their hearts. It should be integralized, integrated. Then the Pasuk says, Tinsereim, another form of God, then watch them. What should you watch them? What was the second watching? There was growing a young generation, and David Amal said, This young generation that's growing up, guard them and keep them that they shouldn't grow up like the present generation. What was wrong with the present generation? They were the fathers and mothers of those children. They were the fathers and mothers of those children. What was wrong, what was wrong with the present generation? So the matter says, and keep them in He says, my generation is, is a generation of failure. Let's not go into it. They merit all sorts of punishments. And you know what happened to those children? You know, those beautiful children, you know what happened to them? When they grew up, when those children grew up, it's an amazing marriage, I'm telling you, to see the truth and the authenticity of the Torah you see in this marriage. The courage, the self-criticism that you find in a man. Listen to this marriage. After all this praise that he spoke about these children, they grew up, it was a government, so there was an army. When they would go to war, they had to face an enemy. The knife limb. They would be defeated. They would fall. How come? When they were young, David was mispowered for them. Such beautiful seeds were planted in their hearts by your predictions. They should have all grown up to be. Tzadikim, Rebbes, Rosh Hashivas, Chachamim, Rabbanim, and they grew up and they had to, to serve Klal Yisrael. They were failures. David Amal said, you know why the Chacham said they grew up and they turned out to be failures? They were coming the Chacham. You know why? Shehoyu behem dalturim. you noifim. Because they spoke gossip and Lashon her about each other. So therefore, the result was that they were defeated in war. Isn't it? not then the marriage goes into more detail. If you want to look it up, you'll look it up. We'll come to the second part of the marriage. But, and David HaMelech said, Why should the Shechina, the Rabban Shalom Shechina, why should it dwell in this world? Rabban Shalom, take your Shechina up to the heavens. Salek Shechina Ascha Mi 
A people who speak Lashon Hara about each other and gossip about each other, remove your Shechina from them. And subsequently they were defeated. Period. The end of the story. Then the marriage goes on to speak about a different generation. Achav was also a king. In his generation, there was a terrible failure in the generation. They were all idol worshippers. What? Idol worshippers in, in the Torah? I mean, if I deserve they were terrible. It was terrible. I mean, that's the ultimate failure. But they had one virtue. They didn't gossip and they didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other. When they went out to fight a war, they were victorious. And they didn't gossip, they didn't speak about each other. And they were, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were, uh, they were, they, it was a total, a generation of total failure, but they had this quality. They didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other. The Medrash, I want to explain the Medrash. It's a, it's a phenomenal Medrash. Here you have a generation that were, we can assume, they learned well, they had a very good chinuch, they had a very good education. They sent them to the best yeshivas and the best teachers. And when they grew up, doesn't say they didn't learn, doesn't say that they weren't from, that they weren't Mekayim Torah Mitzvahs, they were Mekayim Torah Mitzvahs. But there was one negative, decadent ingredient in their life, they spoke Lush and her about each other. Generation number one. And they lost in the war kind of that. The other generation was a generation of Achim. They were idol worshippers. They can't have more decay, more straying away from the truth than of a desert. Still, when they went to war, they were successful, they were victorious. The Rabbanishalm assisted them and they were victorious. They, in all their decay, somehow, somehow there was something in, 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 in that generation that didn't speak about each other. And they were victorious. You have to understand what happened to the Avodizara. You can't, you can't sweep Avodizara under the carpet. You can't sweep idol worshipping under the carpet. Lashon Hara is bad. But what happened? But what happened to the, all the Torah that they learned and all the mitzvahs that they did? They, they, they lost. They were defeated. And the enemies were victorious. And he's a generation that are right there by the Zorah, they're idol worshippers. We look away from that and oh, they deserve victory. There's a fantastic key here in the Madrash. And you have to learn over the Madrash inside if you have an opportunity. But in the middle, I read to you a line before that when David Amalek came to recognize, it came face to face with the malaise, with the disease of his, of his generation, he said to Rabbi Shalom, remove your shechina from that. And when, the, and, 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 when, and when the generation of Achav 
served idols. The Shekhinah wasn't removed. I mean, the understanding of their defeat was because the Shekhinah was not with them. They were defeated. And when a generation, when a generation serves idols and, and, uh, and the idolatry of, the, of those days uh, wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't a very moral or a lofty kind of a concept. There was nothing philosophical about it. It was crude and primitive idolatry. So for them, the Shekhinah didn't leave. What's the key here? It's almost, it sounds to me, what I'm thinking is, you know, there's a very subtle point here. Something is very important to recognize and perceive, and, and we can see how far away we are from greatness, if you understand this. Just as there's a real world, real world is a family, Father, mother, children, brothers and sisters. Large families. I know families there. There are 17 children. That's all it. You think in a family of 17 children, you know? The little ones don't get to know the big ones. I have a, I have a friend, a father of mine, that comes from a family of seven boys and seven sisters. It's interesting, a, a, a Danish professor in the university in Copenhagen saved their lives. He took them out on his yacht in the middle of the night. They were supposed to be deported. That night the concentration came. It, it, I saw in a book written about him, he took them out, the father, the mother, and the 14 children. In the middle of the night he took them out on his yacht and he, and he, and he snuck them over to, to, to Sweden and he saved their lives. You know, the family... I talked to one of the brothers. He's always worried about his sister. He has a sister in Canada, uh, uh, in Israel. He hasn't seen the thing. It's my brother. It's my sister. There's a feeling. It's my brother and my sister. My sister and my brother. Family. You feel related. It's a blood relation. Am Yisrael. This, there's a thing. There is entire. There's a concept called Knesset Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is more real than any blood relationship. My brother, my sister. You suffer from a brother and a sister more than you. You would suffer from a friend. You're forgiven a brother and a sister more than you're forgiven a friend. It's my brother. It's my sister. There, there is a structure in Ruchnius, a real structure. It's more real than this desk here, which is called Klal Yisrael. What does that mean? It means there was someone by the name of Avram and Yitzchak and Yankif and 12 Shvatim that went down into Mitzrayim and then came out of Mitzrayim. Shishim Ribu is a number. The exact calculation is irrelevant at this moment. Of 600,000, there were people that stood at the foot of Sinai. And this is not just a membership in a club. There was created, there are spiritual forces in the world. There are in the world ruhistic forces that exist and that are constantly being created and destroyed. Whoever studies history, whoever studies history in depth, the community in, in the Greek states were not like our communities. It was a different climate. The Roman cities were not like 
metropolitan New York. The people weren't the same, the concepts weren't the same, the emotions weren't the same. There were cultural forces that were shaped and unleashed and destroyed. Even in our world, the person that grows up in a democratic society, we don't have the machine, the barometers to test it. It's not the same thing as someone who grows up in, 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 in Poland today, or grows up in a police state in Siberia. They're different psychological realities. You take, you take, the, you take, you take the blacks. You, I mean, I once told you, there was a, I mean, there was, there was, a, there was I told you, there was a friend of mine, a professor, they received from the government $11 million in a certain section of New York to deal with them, to help them from, out of their delinquency. So the, the, the question came up, the question came up that one professor brought up the question, look, he says, what do you, they steal, they cheat, this is that. If they don't understand that there's such a thing as lying, I mean, that's the, that's the virus that eats them up. To them, lying is like the, the same as telling the truth. Well, lying is a part of life. It's an apparatus that you function with. It's a device that you function with. That's the, the reality of this spiritual reality. So he said, he suggested that they, that they should teach them about the evils of lying. So the, the Board of Education, professors that represent the Board of Education, that's teaching religion. You can't teach that in public school. That's a, a moral judgment. Hey, you know, it's not that baloney, a moral judgment, you know, that's subjective, you know, and, 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 and says, I mean, I, I am, I need it. I have contact with a number of them. I'm not talking, saying, Khalila, that all of them are like that. But I have contact with some of them, and I wanted to be nice to them, and I wanted to treat them. They're working in Yeshiva. I mean, I saw it in two days. I saw it. There's no such a thing. A lie. I told you a lie. But I didn't tell you. They'll stare you right in the face and tell you a lie. They'll tell you now. Now it's six o'clock in the morning and they'll stare you right in the face. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a spiritual. It's a ruch. It's, it's, it's because of their, 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 their terrible conditions, the way they live and the way they're brought up and the way they have to fight for survival. Their frame of reference a lie is an everyday functioning thing when you talk to him. I think this good-looking fellow, I'm speaking to him, I thought he had a brain in his head, and I, and I tried to be nice to him, he's working, I talk, what am I talking about? He doesn't, he doesn't even know what I'm talking about. A lie, I told what I said to you yesterday, I said to you tomorrow, not just one lie. It's, he functions with that, like a spoon on a fork. He's telling lies, this guy, he has to tell lies, otherwise he would have never survived. This is just an illustration, this is a martial. And it goes into to murder. To, to, they'll kill a person. It's necessary. There are societies where killing the person is nothing. Not that the person is a right sayer. Sure, he's a murderer. But where he is, the society that he grows up in, life is nothing. And survival is a question of survival. You kill me, I kill you. It's not what, what killing means to us. On a second thought, bang! Kill the fly. Not that they're insane or they're amoral. That's, that's, the, that's the frame of the spiritual frame of reference. That's the society we're brought up in. Of course there are differences. This is a, it's not so simple. But what I mean to say is that they're spiritual realities. These are obvious spiritual realities. There's a reality that's called Am Yisrael. We're the last caboose car on a train that's 3,000 years old. This structure, a reality that's called Kal Yisrael, 
And I was amazed, you know, whether you like it or you don't like it, whether you subscribe to it or you don't subscribe to it. There are Yemenite Jews. They don't, they don't have the same diet that we have. They don't eat the same food that, that we eat. They come, they come from places that until 1948, I mean, they had no contact with, with our world. You look at a Yemenite Jew and his fashion has the same long pace as the Jew in Williamsburg in the street, the same haircut, the same look. They never saw each other, they never heard of each other. They didn't see pictures of each other. I mean, there are variations in the halacha between the Ramah and the Beis Yosef, the same Jews. You know, they're saying the same matriarchy, the separate. These, these are people who, I mean, I'm, there are other places, four long places you never heard of in your life, the island of Jerba. They're not the same, Torah, the same. You see, Of course, there are little differences. There are differences in harmony. I mean, but the spine and the blood system, the whole, the anatomy is the same. There's a thing that's called Knesset Yisrael. What is this Knesset Yisrael? It's a lantern. Oil goyim. A light for the nations of the world. The Tanakh says it. It's a... We're living in a world that from day to day becomes increasingly more unintelligible and more insane. We sit down, Schmokeland Downs, Schmokeland Downs, bombs, <laughs> war, war, bombs, war, where, where, ethics, where, morals, you and one lie, one hypocrisy bigger than the other one. And we ordinary people, we didn't, we, we're so bombarded. With the news, we don't even know what's going on. I mean, but, but somebody with a half a brain says, "Hardly ridiculous." No, we forgot that last week they killed two hundred. They took two hundred young sailors and shot them and drowned them in the sea. Two hundred sons, two hundred fathers. So did that. Oh, so there's a hole someplace in the world. Says so some woman is crying, some mother is crying, some child is crying. The gas, the oil is there. Take them. Who cares? Who will throw? And America said, England and the Russians say, the dissonance is all sick. It's a world. That's a settle an argument. It's a sick world. That's a UN. It's a fiasco. You don't read the stuff that I read. A bunch of immoral, licentious, lascivious dogs, every one of them, with the PhDs. Liars, thieves. There isn't, there isn't a moral person sitting in that whole edifice. A moral person couldn't even take a job there. If you, if you read about the nuances, about the whole texture of the whole place there, there's a world. There's a world. And there's truth in the world. The world is going someplace. The world has the world's in darkness from one from one from one madrega, from one quality, from one rung of darkness. We go deeper and deeper and deeper. In every aspect of the world, I'm not a pessimist. I mean, you think these people, the existentialists that speak about the philosophy of the absurd, because their whole life is absurd. They come to a conclusion. Big men, Satra, Camus, big men come to say, Kierkegaard, they say, what's Hakstad China? What are you talking about? Human beings, the whole thing, the whole thing is a roulette wheel and it's all a crazy merry-go-round. Leave me alone! In the Nadim it says, Orla Goyim. The Nadim talk about Mashiach. Yiboka kashachar oirech. 
speaks about a dark world and all of a sudden a beam of light will come up. The Torah is a light. The Torah is a light. Knesset Yisroel is the human expression of what's written in those books. One minute. Knesset Yisroel means the collective. The amalgam. In the concept of Knesset Yisrael, there's not a flaw. There's not a flaw. There's not a flaw. This structure that's called Knesset Yisrael is, 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 a, is a beauty without a flaw. The Chazal tell us like this, a person can be sick. You have a cold, you're not a sick person. You concentrate, you have aches in your bones, you have a runny nose, you're not a sick person. Your heart's strong, your blood pressure is okay. <laughs> the, the internal organs of your body are working all right. You'll overcome the cold. Your body's going to pr- produce antibodies, they're going to take care of the cold. Antitoxins take care of the cold. As for showing a person's heart's no good. If you have the slightest cold in Chalula, you can disappear from a cold. In the days of Achav, sure they had a disease called Avodah A terrible disease. But what is the prognosis? What are, what's, what's, what's the hope, doctor? Can we have any hope for the patients? So the Medrash says they were amalgamated into, into a Klal Yisrael. They were connected to Am Yisrael. They, the cooperative was strong. So all the goodness that's in Knesset Yisrael, there is a potential to reach them. So this generation is no good. They're a sick generation. Nobody denies that. Nobody disputes that. But the question is what's ultimately going to be for them? Is there any hope for them? There's a lot of hope for them because they're connected to something. They're connected to something that's light, that's good. They stumble, they fell, they have reasons, they're weak, they're no good. But, but they're connected, they're plugged in. Tomorrow they'll be good. There's a chance for them. Tomorrow they'll be good. The heart's good. The blood pressure is good. They're connected to Knesset Yisrael. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. They didn't believe in Elio Anovi, that generation, and they would not tell where, they would not tell the king where Elio Anovi was. They wouldn't tell. They were not good. They didn't believe in what Elio Anovi believed. They were different. They wouldn't say anything about Elio Anovi. There's hope for them. They're mushrash in toys. The Mushrish in Knesset Yisrael. The Shechina don't have to go away from it. The Shechina has patience. The Rabbi Shalom is an Erech Apayim. He can control his anger. He sees, okay, we'll take care of this. They fell, they failed, they made mistakes. But there's hope for them. On the other hand, in the, in, in the generation of brother, they were sitting and learning. That mountain was destroyed. They were, they were, 
They were splinterized, they were. They were splintered into little pieces, broken pieces. Knesset is there was nothing, there was no amalgamation. So if they, so, the structure was broken, they cut, the, they severed themselves from, from the source of energy. So they're burning. So, so David Amalek said after making the analysis of their disease where, where they were so divisive David Amalek said you can't dwell here. There isn't a vessel to hold the Shechina here. So what if they tell me the Chachamim? It's in their heads when they were children he prayed that the Torah should be in their heart. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing. With the Torah, with everything that they have, they can't survive. Because the core is destroyed. The core of Knesset Yisrael, of Am Yisrael, the Shurish, they were removed from the Shurish. They withered. Like you remove a branch from a tree. It's a beautiful flower. It looks beautiful. It's fragrant. Beautiful aroma, but it's not connected to the Shurish anymore. And a very interesting thing, you know, after seeing this Madash, I saw Chabas. You know, a whole week it's much easier for me not to speak about Jews, not to speak about my friends, not about anybody, you know. I have a lot of cause sometimes, you know, to say things, you know, I hear things, I see things. People come to me, you know. One hand doesn't doesn't strike the other hand. When, it, when, you, when there's a feeling of family, you don't talk about your family. A brother doesn't talk about a sister to a stranger. The root of the, of the, of, of, of the problem in David Amalek's door was they destroyed, somehow there was a, de- a disease which destroyed the cloud of Kalisrat. Spoke about each other. But if a person has the, the consciousness that we are all part of Knesset Yisrael, that we're all part of Am Yisrael, that the Nishamas are related, that the Nishamas are organically related, I'm not just saying an English word, they are, it, it's so in reality, when you learn these in Yonam, you see that the Nishamas are organically related. It's difficult to speak. So you don't know, but the big tzaddikim in our generation, talking about in the last 40, 50 years, the ones that were here, ones that I knew, and the ones that were just a little bit when I was a child, they passed away. And if you read their writings and you hear about them, their reluctance and their reticence under the, under the most extreme circumstances to accept any negative talk about anybody was amazing. Which was amazing. You know, when you read about Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Nebarditchet, you know, they make out of it, you know, a whole, a whole children's story, but it wasn't a children's story, you know. His absolute reluctance to see anything evil on a person was, it was a result of his consciousness that he's a chalik in Knesset Yisrael and Klal Yisrael. And I'll tell you something, an amazing thing, and, and it's a subtle point, 
these people that were very connected to this unique entity, a unique and isolated entity, they are a people that dwell alone, alone, huh? So you think they don't care about the rest of the world, huh? When you learn the Torah of these people and you study the biography of these people, when they were strong, and when in their minds the light of understanding that they are part of Am Yisrael was so strong and that they, re- they refused to listen to anything about anything negative about a person, wait, they, they, didn't even, they didn't even want to hear negative anything about any, any human being. That's not part of Am Yisrael. It's an amazing thing. Because there's only one world... The bridge, the, there's a subtlety here, you see. There's a subtlety here. Hey, I'm the Vodad Yishka. Here's a people that they, Bilam said, you see, these people, they, uh, they uh, live in isolation, they, live, they thrive in a ghetto. These are people that are happy to be in a ghetto. They thrive in a ghetto. These people are not, they're not mixers. You think they're not mixers, they don't care about the rest of the world. It sounds like an antinomy. It sounds like a contradiction. It's not. If you look at these, it depends what the force of the, of, of the isolation is. Because as I told you before, the force of the isolation is to keep this oil, to keep this emiss. Once they, keep, once they have this emiss, let it shine on the whole world. They don't care. The bits are deacon. The big tzaddikim, if you look closely, you've got to look very close, and you have to study it. We're concerned about every, every living human being. And, and, and a medicine, the medicine is amazing. The self-criticism, telling the truth, he was a generation that was successful in the beginning, and why they failed. And he was another generation that, that looked ugly and distorted, and why they were successful. We, we, you know, look, we, I'm talking about myself, uh, we, we, we don't know how sick we all are. We don't know how distorted we all are. We have no feeling of, like the big tzaddikim have it. Wait, you know that, they, 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 they had a feeling that whatever they possess, all the talents that they have, all the strength they have, has to go into Knesset Yisrael. Has to go into Klaus Yisrael. We don't have such a feeling. Oh, well, it's darker, this. But that feeling that, 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 that we're correlated, that we're part of a chain, that we're, okay, this is by big people. And where there is such a feeling, many, many good things come out of it. We, uh, the the chet of Lashon Hore, we are so small, we are so, all of us, in in our talking, in our thinking. I don't want to paint any black pictures, but you know, we're grown-up people, we're mature people, we have to understand, uh, you know, you know, even you know, uh, even if it hurts a little bit, you know, you have to know what we what bothers us. You know, we are so quick to reject. We are so quick to cut down. 
We are so quick not to understand. We are so quick to fragmentize the whole community. You know, there is an, an American literature, I don't remember offhand, I don't, I don't want to, I don't have to quote to you authors, you don't need me to tell you about a literature. You know, there are stories where about towns in the South, where, where somebody started a story and, and somebody got, ended up being lynched on a tree, just for, for nothing. <laughs> It's horrendous. And on the other hand, we don't know what it means in a community of people where people look good at each other. Where people uh, struggle to want to understand the other person. I, sometimes I tell you I hear things that are... I gasp for air when I hear it. The other person didn't... I mean, recently, things... And fortunately, the, the, these people came to me and I said to them, what are you talking about? It's so hard not in contact with these people. They are so concerned that they were frightened. It's so difficult to think that the other person was frightened in certain circumstances. Oh, that's what it oh. But until that moment where somebody said to them, there's another possibility, there was such a negativity, and it was on the brink of, you know, of social fragmentation, friends were going to be destroyed. For what? For what are you talking about? How many people said to me, I visited them four times and they only came back to me twice? I look at them, what are you crazy? I had a friend, it happened to me, I'm telling you, I'm my head down. I had a friend that I used to go out of my way. It was almost a ceremony to visit his house. And when I went there, we would have a few people there. It was Yom Tif, and I want, and I knew he's calling me to entertain. And I would drink, and it's difficult for me to drink. I cannot. It's difficult. You don't drink. I drink. It's difficult for me to drink alcohol. And I knew it was Yom Tif. He expects it. I drink. I won't get drunk, but drink, drink. Stroke my other body, him. I'm not a social butterfly. I can't. It's impossible. I can't invite people. I'm not, I don't have time to breathe. I don't talk to my family. Where am I going to invite people? I can't entertain people. Think about it for a second. Ask yourself a question. What? I don't have koyach. I don't have time. I can't. I can't do what you do. You're not in my position. I have people that are angry at me. I don't see them on the moment. People don't believe me that, I, I, that sometimes it takes a week that I can see a person. That's my friend anymore. They stop being my friends. I look at them. Judge me with a little understanding. Ask me. Come and tell me. They wouldn't tell me. I had to figure it out. They wouldn't tell me. What happens? He lost a good friend. I don't have the strength to pursue him and go to him and say, why did you do it? I don't know. I could do it. I mean, you know. But I have, to, I have more important things to do. But look what happens when you don't. The shechinah is this stuff. We used to sit together. What happens when I drink? I used to say, Tyler. We used to tell. It was really an experience. No, he started to make the, took out the computer. He invites me so many, so many, so many times. And I never invite him. I would have baby talk. 
It's very easy to understand it and you can think of it. I'm talking about myself, I heard it from other people too. Some people can entertain, they can invite other people. And some people don't even know how to entertain. It's not part of, they can go to, it's not that they're bad. They're afraid. If you want to look kindly, sometimes I feel like shouting. I see, I see people, friends that could gain from each other and grow from each other. They take out the book. I invited you three times, four times. I really, you get me up, but finished. I hate you. I'll kill you. And you're on my hate list. And if you think it's a joke, and, and, and it's a list, and it remains, and what happens? That people could grow together. And enjoy each other's presence and company. And, and this goes away. And, and this is just in, it's in the tip of the iceberg. The Chazal here, the Chazal speak about, they're talking about Russian horror, Achilles, it's all negative, negative approaches to people. You know, I, I don't know, you know. We, either we don't have the time, we don't have the strength, we don't have the, perhaps the enlightenment or the cue, we don't have, should, who should give us the cue, which direction to go, but this business of about not talking Lashonara, this is not, you know, they take it in the schools, they kill it in, the, in, the, in, in all the Jewish schools, they kill it, you know, Lashonara, that's, they shouldn't even talk to the children that way, you know, they give them Lashonara lists with this, with stickers to put on the phone, that's insanity, I mean, that's ridiculous, I mean, uh, The whole thing is to understand, you know, that a person has to have a, a look of schus, a positive look of opinion and glory, to extract that which is good in the other person, and to reinforce it, and to see it, and perhaps to connect to that. I talk about it. It's vital for us. It's vital. It's vital. It's vital. 